is there in ways big and small. There when we most and least expect it. We may not see it, but we feel it. It lets us know we're not in this alone. Everyone deserves a healthcare partner who never quits. One who's there for what matters. United Healthcare, there for what matters. It's Not Your Fault is a podcast for parents, caregivers, and young people navigating the world and its challenges. Here's your host, Brandon Jones. Greetings and welcome to another installment of It Is Not Your Fault, a team mental health podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Jones. And on today's episode, we are talking about teen depression, teenage depression. As you can tell, I'm not in my normal location. I am recording from one of the bigger lakes here in the great state of Minnesota, as I am at a youth um, a youth worker conference. I spoke at this conference this week, and I uh, noticed something at the conference. A lot of people were having conversations around teenage depression, so I said, why not? make this an episode for the podcast. Uh, So there's been some good conversation on how to support young people and also some good conversation on identifying how young people have gotten to this space and place of teenage depression. What is going on? Ultimately, and I'm going to share some of my own bias and my own thoughts of what's going on with teenagers and this increase we're seeing in depression. I think there's two leading factors that um, that are kind of spearheading this for young people, but also I'm going to give some tips on how to identify teenage depression and then also some things that we can do to kind of curve it and support young people before the end of today's episode. So as always, we want to encourage you to share the episode with the folks that you care about, especially if you find it helpful and comment um, as well. So let me get into the two reasons why I think teenagers are struggling in today's world And we're noticing this huge increase in teenage depression. So the first thing I think that has happened is we've seen huge shifts in our generations and how young people are cultivated, uh, developed. Um, Young people in this new world of screens and devices and internet and artificial intelligence, um, they are not experiencing socialization the same way that maybe my generation, and I'm an older uh, millennial, I'm a geriatric millennial is the term, uh, or my parents or even my grandparents experienced it. And I think about this, my own kids, you know, I'm a father, I have three daughters, I have a 10-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 2-year-old, and my 10-year-old is in the preteen phase, and we haven't noticed um, a bout of depression with her per se, but we do notice some isolating behaviors where she does want to spend excessive time on her iPad uh, by herself in her room, or sometimes on the weekends, we have to pull her out of her room to come down to eat breakfast with the family instead of her being in her room in her bed. She's not even sleeping. She's just hanging out in her bed. She might be listening to music or reading a book or drawing or on her iPad if she has the uh, the time to be on it but she's not engaging with her family. And there's a new socialization that has taken place with the past generations where they're okay with being alone physically, but connected to the world through the internet. And that's one thing that I think has definitely made a huge change because what happens is for young people who are doing that version of isolation, 
If they haven't found their online communities or their connections online, they can easily slip into depression because not only are they physically by themselves, but they're also socially by themselves and are not connected to anyone, whether that's on the internet, through video games or whatever the case may be. So it's important for us to understand that the socialization and the development of young people um, today has changed. And really it changed with the second half of millennials. And then from there, we went into the Gen Zs. And now we are in the alpha generation, which is my, my two-year-old is. She's an alpha, believe it or not. Uh, and we're going to notice this different type of socialization with these last two and a half generations. So that's one thing uh, that I think that has happened. The other thing that I think that has happened outside of just technology and the development is that there is a heightened awareness around mental health and emotional well-being. And this is not a bad thing. I am, you know, as a mental health practitioner myself, as somebody who does this work and leads a mental health organization, I, I actually have to admit that I am encouraged by young people being willing to learn and share their own journeys, um, being willing to learn about mental health and connect with other people who may have been in similar situations. But also as a professional and as a father, and as somebody who cares deeply about the development of young people, that I am concerned at times as well, because it can be information overload and people can start to identify with their diagnosis or self-diagnose themselves. Uh, people can start to um, take on symptoms that they really don't have because they're trying to fit a narrative or fit in socially with a group of people. And this can be a very dangerous thing when you talk about mental health. So there is a level of concern here as well. So just like many things, there's duality. It's good that young people are being more advocates for themselves and understanding what's going on with their well-being. But it also can be concerning for many parents and caregivers when they are utilizing uh, this knowledge and this information to not help themselves get better, but find, um, you know, find groups or find ways to identify or find ways to um to, uh, I don't want to say victimize themselves, but I have noticed that that is something that has taken place as well, where they'll utilize it to kind of give themselves a label or stigmatize themselves so that they get um, kind of pity or they get support when there's other ways to do that besides utilizing mental health diagnosis. So there is a level of concern there. Not every youth is doing that. Uh, please don't take it that I'm saying that every young person is doing and taking advantage of that. But it is something that is happening and that youth workers, uh, parents, caregivers, and other professionals who work with young people should pay attention to, for sure. So with that, I wanted to share because a lot of people don't, you know, even though depression is one of the more common mental health disorders that we talk about, a lot of people still don't always understand or know uh, some of the symptoms and things that happen. So let me share some of the critical signs here let me just pull up my list i'm not going to share all of them just some ones that we see pop up pretty uh frequently uh the first one is the persistent sadness obviously you know if you're noticing the young people in your life are sad they're not feeling well uh they're down they're irritable is one thing that we don't always associate with sadness but definitely is a part of it and it's lasting for more than just a day or two but it's going on for you know a couple weeks maybe even months then you're noticing something's not right with my young person. We probably need to, you know, look further and assist this young person as best as we can. Maybe get this person connected to a professional. Uh, 
The loss of interest is another big thing, especially in things that they have previously been interested in, such activities that they found pleasure in or hobbies, uh, social interactions, etc. We start to notice some, you know, pull back from those things. And it's not just because those things are old and they found new things. It's just because they just lost complete desire. It's usually a telltale sign that something's not right. If you notice big changes in sleep or appetite, there's another one, uh, especially if they're excessively sleeping or excessively eating, or they've lost significant interest in eating or sleeping, it can go either direction. Those are usually some signs that things aren't going that well. Fatigue is another big one. You know, feeling tired, lethargic, lack of energy uh, because they're not getting enough sleep. Um, they're just tired all the time. Difficulty concentrating or just potential withdrawal from activities, especially academically, can also be a sign that things are not going as well. And then, um, and then the last thing that I would point out, because this doesn't always get highlighted, but definitely should be considered, is just reckless behavior. If you notice that the young person in your life has started to embark on a lot of reckless behavior, just things that are out of their care, you know, out of their character, um, you wouldn't necessarily associate with them, but they just start doing it, whether that's substance abuse, self-harm, suicidal thoughts, risky sex, any of those types of things. Those are signs of concern that something may be going on, something may have happened in this young person's life. We'll get back to the podcast in a minute, but first. You started your business with an idea and a plan for the future, a plan that got you off to a great start. But now you see new opportunities as well as new challenges. Work with a banker who understands your business goals and knows how to help you reach them. Work with Bremer Bank because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com. Here comes the sun. We all know that solar power can be a big part of the solution for our energy needs. Solar power is clean, renewable, and best of all, that sunshine is cheap and plentiful. Sure, it sounds great to have solar energy added to the mix, but how are you gonna do that? The answer is easier than you think. The answer is community solar. Community Solar lets you join a solar farm that produces energy on your behalf. Electricity is produced by your solar farm and goes out to your local power grid. That allows you as a Community Solar member to remain with Excel as your utility and earn solar credits, reducing your normal bill. You save big on electricity while you save the environment. And you can do your part to support clean energy without installing solar panels on your roof. That's right, there's no home visits, no equipment, new equipment, construction, or maintenance. You don't even need to own your home to be a member of a solar farm. Renters can enroll and save too. Right now, if you go to mycleanchoice.com backslash Shaletta, you can get a $100 Visa gift card when you successfully enroll and are placed on a farm. Check it out. You can sign up for your membership in three minutes flat. Shaletta listeners, get going with Community Solar and get that $100 Visa gift card. Once again, your first step is to go to mycleanchoice.com backslash Shaletta. Our mental health is part of our total well-being. We're worthy of joy and self-care. Because when we see mental health, we see a community that cares. www.cmentalhealth.org Remember how excited those kids were when they got their new gaming consoles? Kind of like how excited I was when I got that new desktop computer. But now, those electronics are old, just gathering dust and taking up space. But I know I don't want it to be taking up space in a landfill. 
old electronics commonly contain toxic metals like lead, mercury, and cadmium, and that can contaminate the environment. Did you know that Ramsey County now offers electronic waste disposal through a partnership with Repowered in St. Paul? Dated electronics can be recycled or refurbished and kept out of our waste stream. And even better, it's free for Ramsey County residents. So collect up all your unwanted phones, TVs, VCRs, keyboards, printers, and other electronics that you have stuffed in your closet, basement, or garage. They can be recycled or refurbished and kept out of our waste stream. And don't worry, all the data will be physically destroyed or electronically wiped. To find out more about this new electronics recycling service, go to ramseycounty.us slash electronics. That's ramseycounty.us slash electronics. Remember, recycling is for everyone. At General Mills, our table is your table, and we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity. So those are all just some telltale signs. I just wanted to give some highlights, but let's talk about what, what can we do to support teenagers who may be depressed or may be showing some of the signs of depression. The first thing, and this is the hardest for parents and caregivers, is do not be judgmental, um, you know, and, and and be open to communication as well. You want to create a safe and non-judgmental space for them to express their feelings and concerns. You want to listen actively without offering immediate solutions. Yes, you want them to get better. You don't want them to harm themselves. You want them to be as safe as possible. But sometimes you just got to pull back and just kind of take things slowly. Uh, you know, in this world, in this space, especially when it comes to our children, we want instant gratification. We want to make sure that they are okay. But sometimes you got to slow yourselves down, especially if they are truly struggling with depression. It's not going to be a quick fix. It's going to take time and intentionality in order to help the young person. Um, of course, you can you know seek professional help. Um, sometimes that is not an option for people. We do know therapy is expensive. It can be a barrier for people to get access due to insurance or travel and other things. Uh, so if you have the ability to seek out professional help, that's amazing. Um, sometimes that professional help can also be a spiritual leader as well, depending on how your family dynamic is um, structured. Stay informed is a good one for parents. Just, you know, podcasts like this are great. Also reading articles is good. Um, and I'll be honest with you, even checking out things like TikTok and just seeing what are other kids understanding or sharing, um, or other teens, I should say, not kids, understanding or sharing about depression. Sometimes you have to go straight to the source and figure out how they're interpreting things, and that may give you some insight to what's going on with the young person in your life. Um, the other things are things that, you know, I'm going to sound like a broken record, as again, I hear on the podcast, but you want to make sure that you're promoting a healthy lifestyle and you're modeling the correct behaviors. Um, maintaining routines is a huge thing for teenagers. A lot of times, once young people get, you know, 12, 13 years old, we start to give them the independence that they crave, and we start to loosen up on some of the routine. You might want to help construct that routine. Still lean in, still listen to what they want, what they need to help organize their life, but make sure that you're helping structure that and create a routine. Young people learn well in routine, and when young people don't have routine, they don't have structure. We know we we see the results of what happens. They find themselves in a lot of trouble and find themselves in a lot of things that don't go well because they just have idle time and an idle mind. 
And then avoid blame and stigma. Yes. And this is not just for the young person, but also for yourself. If something happens, you go through divorce, you have a big blow up in the family. Maybe you move and you make your kid change schools. Maybe, um, you know, your child got into a breakup and it was your fault. Whatever the case may be, avoid blaming and shaming. It's life. Uh, things are going to happen. They're going to learn and grow from these. But if you add blame and shame and stigma into the dynamic, it can make the depression worse. So you want to do your, your best not to point fingers or not to internalize things if you're a parent or caregiver. And you want to try to support the young person where they're not internalizing things either so that they feel that they understand that this is just a part of life and a part of development and that they will be okay and they'll be able to move forward. Monitor for safety, for sure, just in case you do have a young person who may be self-harming or even having suicidal ideations. So you don't want to have, you know, medications that are just recklessly available, sharp objects that are recklessly available. You want to pay attention to how your young person is engaging with their own body um, and um, their own safety. And then the last, uh, I'll say two more things. I'll say two more things. Um, involve support of friends and family. It's always good to have, you know, those people that are in your circle there to support you. And that includes their friends and family as well. Encourage them to be connected to the folks that are in their life. And then the last thing, and this is probably one of the most important things that you can do, is be patient. I started with this and I alluded to it, but I'm going to end with it as well, is you have to be patient. It's not a quick fix. Depression is not something you pop in a microwave and then it's done and it's over with. It's something that unfortunately takes time and intentionality to reduce and to overcome but do know that it can come back. It's not, you know, it doesn't just disappear forever. It can come back depending on what's going on. But that's why it's important to build routines and coping skills, support and esteem for the young person that's in your life. Because when you're able to have those things, the sky's the limit and they can keep moving forward and be healthy. But they'll have moments where there's ups and downs, but hopefully it doesn't have to be depression. So hopefully I was able to share some tips here that were helpful for you. As always, you can find these tips on our Facebook group. Just search It Is Not Your Fault podcast on Facebook. You can find us. I posted the article there for you to check out, to utilize, and to share. Also, there's two other places where you can find me if you have questions or other needs. The first place is at my own website, www.jegna.org. That's jegna.org, J-E-G-N-A.org, jegna.org or at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. That is ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com, where me and a bunch of awesome podcasters are sharing wisdom, information, uh, tips, whatever you need is on the podcast network. So be for sure to check us all out and subscribe and support us as best as you can. And as always, it may not be your fault that your teen is struggling with whatever they're struggling with, but it may be your opportunity to do something different to help them improve their life. And until next time, I'm Brandon Jones. Take care of yourselves. Be well. To check out previous episodes of It's Not Your Fault or to learn more about Brandon Jones, log on to SheLetterMakesMeLaugh.com. Being a teenager today is a real roller coaster ride. Up. And sometimes down even lower. An organization called Treehouse is giving Minnesota teens the support they need to build resiliency. Treehouse is a faith-based nonprofit that offers teens a safe space to share their troubles and learn healthy coping skills with peers and caring adults. 
Right now, Treehouse needs more volunteers. Do you have a passion to help teens? And would you like to share your wisdom with a middle or high school student who's feeling hopeless? Then sign up to volunteer with Treehouse groups, meeting in Bloomington, Brooklyn Park, Plymouth, Minnetonka, and Egan. Adult volunteers are needed as mentors, drivers, support group assistants, program assistants, and to help prepare hot meals. Lift up teens in our community and help them find hope and joy by volunteering with Treehouse. Learn more and sign up at treehousehope.org. Click on the Get Involved tab at the top of the page. That's treehousehope.org. The teens can't wait to meet you. We are Treehouse! We are Treehouse! Hi, I'm Shaletta Brundage. You know what my family and I are doing for MEA weekend? Child, we are going on vacation. And I mean a real vacation. We will not be crisscrossing the state or the country taking my son Andrew to tour college campuses. We found the right fit for him right here in the Twin Cities. It's Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas. This two-year college will put him on a path to his four-year degree. With small class sizes, he'll build personal relationships. And I like the free laptops and books. At Doherty Family College, he even gets free bus fare and free breakfast and lunch. This means he won't have to take on debt to get his education. And just think, my son, a Tommy, and me, a Tommy mommy. So for MEA weekend, save yourself some time and travel. Do what we did. Go to dfc.stthomas.edu and set up your own tour at Doherty Family College. The new COVID-19 vaccine has arrived and just in time. It's an effective tool to target the variants we know are circulating in our community right now. While this updated vaccine is recommended for all Minnesotans aged six months and older, it's particularly important that some folks get it. So who's at higher risk? Young children and people who are 65 or older are immunocompromised, have underlying medical conditions, or are pregnant. These are the folks who are most vulnerable to severe COVID-19 outcomes. They could become very sick or even need hospitalization if they get COVID-19. Variants are circulating in our community right now, and the updated vaccine is an effective tool to protect us. So check on your granddad, your auntie, and that lady next door to make sure they've got a plan to get the new vaccine and plan to take your little kiddos to their healthcare provider or your local pharmacy to get theirs. It's not just another day in your life. Things are changing for the better. At Comcast, we see those changes and we're thinking about how we use technology today to live, work, learn, and play. And we're building for the future now so we're better prepared for the wants and needs of tomorrow. That's why Comcast is rolling out multi-gig internet speeds to more than 50 million homes and businesses before the end of 2025, making our already industry-leading network even faster, smarter, greener, and more reliable. Over the decades, Comcast has been your partner, working hard to serve your community and we'll continue to be your partner. We're expanding our gigabits so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most. You know Shaletta makes you laugh, but did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think and boost your business? Media personality, activist, and comedian Shaletta Brundage founded Shaletta Makes Me Laugh, 
to celebrate and share the best of black culture. It's a podcasting platform. You can download 10 weekly podcasts hosted by African-American subject experts at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is also a production house creating broadcast quality commercial content. And Shaletta and her team of storytellers create powerful promotional campaigns to get businesses the brand awareness they're looking for. Some of Minnesota's top businesses trust Shaletta, and you can too. Get out the word about your events and products and get in front of communities of color with ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. She's got the power to help your business.